This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Hey, welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, what a weird situation. Normally, you're here in the studio, but today you're in your own studio. Yeah, if we could call it that, yes. If we could call it that. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, why don't you uh, explain to everybody who you are, what you do, and what you're all about. I'm Tiffany. I am one of the co-hosts on Comic Pop. Um, you may have may not have seen me over on Off the Rack, Back Issues, and I'm also over on our Twitch, um, which I'm actually going to be doing after this, which is why I'm over here and not in the studio, because it just saves some time. All right. <laughs> What's the URL for that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop TV. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's a little, like I mentioned to the chat that we uh, that we had a special guest. It's Tiffany. Thanks a lot. It is me! <laughs> Yay. It's um, like it's like yes and no. Like sorry guys, but you know, happy to be here. <laughs> right. We're lucky to have you. So, before we jump into it, uh, I just wanted to say that uh we had a huge um weekend. Uh, it was a lot of t- a lot of fun, a lot of work and uh so I'm really excited to talk about it. Before we do, yeah. I wanted to mention uh this show is sponsored by viewers like you. That's right. You guys out there who are watching it right now when it's live are sponsoring the show by using the super chats. If you use the super chats, you can have a question or comment or something you want to mention on the show. We will read it here you're on the show and uh that's our that's our little quid pro quo it's how we get paid so uh yeah. we do appreciate it like these fine folks right now heartless fang who couldn't watch the show says he can't watch because it's at work but have some love and i took it thank you very much man i do appreciate it um that was thank very you. kind of you uh z berm says sal what are your thoughts on the dc timeline uh this was another thing that came out of um some rumors that pre that, that uh predated new york comic-con but eventually came out at new york comic-con that uh, DiDio and the gang were working on a like comprehensive DC timeline to kind of like make it all make sense because like it's about time they did that. Mm. Um, my thoughts are: I think it's a great idea. I think it's a horrible idea from the current guard who have no business making a DC timeline. Um, I don't trust history book writers who have agendas, and I don't trust timeline makers who want to muck with the timeline. Uh, so you know. Those folks writing the timeline is kind of like asking like Germany to write like history on the Nazi party. Like I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't trust them to do it. Um, no, I'm not likening the current editors at DC to two Nazis. I'm simply making a like hyperbolic analysis. Okay. Uh, Mr. Smart person says Punisher versus Eminem on back issues. When uh, that's right. Uh, Eminem was on, uh, was in an episode or an issue of the Punisher. Um, we will do it never. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> You can hang out. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. It's never going to happen. But I know you know that, which is why you asked it. Uh, So, yeah, uh, jumping into it. So, New York Comic Con. um, We went there. Normally, New York Comic Con goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, we are going to see them go to Wednesday, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, because originally Thursday was just for press. Yep. Yep. That was a professional day. It was professional day, exhibitor day, that kind of thing. Um, and then I think they recognized that they're like, oh, wait, I could make money. Right. And so they switched it over. I mean, again, they're an industry. It makes sense for them to do that. Definitely. Um, but, you know, 
I mean, I think it always feels super busy there because right now the Javits is under construction. Yeah, they have they and... are like what they're losing. They they're missing like a third of the building. So yeah, easily. So easily. So yeah, it might be that like we feel like they need another day just because of how bad the crowds are. But maybe <laughs> when they're finished with the building, we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a Carter in the super chat says, "Sorry, I missed you guys at New York Comic Con. So here's some love. Thank you very much, Carter. Um, yeah, no, we uh, we had a we actually had a, a big old uh, appearance at New York Comic Con. Um, we did. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we always apply for a press pat or a, a um, I should say we, we always apply for a panel space. We mm-hmm. never get one. Uh, no, but we do have friends who exhibit at the show, and so we do our best to try and like provide some measure." of appearance there because like i find that if we were to like spring for a booth it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be nearly it wouldn't it wouldn't pay like it wouldn't be a smart idea because like so much money and 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 time would be spent in and on the booth Mm -hmm. we would lose out on a lot of like interactions and a lot of uh just just business opportunities i mean like Mm -hmm. we we treat it mostly like a show like an actual trade show at this point so um yeah, but uh, but because we don't have a booth, uh, we can then like work with other people who do have a booth and like dedicate, you know, rather than try and like meet up with everybody periodically for four days, it's more like, hey, everybody, go on this day to this place within this mm-hmm. window of time, and we're and you're good to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, so we did that. Uh, so our friends over at Valiant Comics hooked us up with a table. Uh, they allowed us all to participate uh, and sell posters and stuff, uh, which we did. Uh, and we all did that on us. Uh, what was it? Friday from one to yes, two p.m. It was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we sold posters. We sold uh, stickers. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. we launched some stickers, which uh, we debuted over on Twitter. Uh, I think a lot of people have noticed they were interested in that, um, by the way, you know. Oh, you don't have any. I, I have them. They're all over here. I, just, I just didn't think to get them and show them off. But, oh, uh, oh, they're by me, aren't they? Was that? Are they, are they by me or are they by you? No, they're by me. They're in the they're in the uh, the other room. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'd show them off. But uh, anyway... But yeah, we sold some we sold some stickers, we uh, mm-hmm. we sold some posters, we 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 took selfies and hung out with everybody for about an hour, and then we did another meet and greet on Saturday uh, mm-hmm. over at the DC booth, which is more or less like our informal like we'll see you there if like you wanna see us, and we see like some really hardcore fans over there, um, and that was our big presence at the show this year. It was just it was mm-hmm. just those two appearances. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that was like that was our interactive, and that's what uh, A Carter missed out on. Um, really <laughs> um, so yeah, but um, I'm always humbled by that. We we had a we had a crazy time. We uh, did at the Valiant booth. We also shared it with with Benny and his team over at Comic Storian, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, I was I was uh, I really expected the like the line to be much shorter. We were like. Oh, okay. Like this is everybody, and then they're like, "No, we put them all over there." And it was like, yeah, oh. I was like, "Oh," and then they were like, like trickling people up. Exactly, um, which just... made sense, but it was just so crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, but yeah, so New York Comic Con, um, we had we did that. We met up with colleagues. We ran into mm-hmm. people that we've worked with in the past or want to work with. Yeah, uh, we met like different creators. Um. We didn't go to any panels. I don't think you went to any panels, right? No, there was just no time. No. 
Um, and that's the thing. Like for most, the, for the most part, like the panels that they do have would be like the panels that I would go to. Um, I don't, I never even pay attention to what they are. So like, I remember when we first went like back in 06, they had a, the, the usual Joe Quesada cup of Joe panel. Yes. Um, and there were probably like, I don't know, a couple hundred people there and it was, but it was in the biggest hall they had. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were like, this is kind of fun. But like, I remember like halfway through the panel, we were like, this sucks. Like <laughs> sitting here was really boring and like waiting mm. for waiting for shit we wanted to hear about. And even then, like the stuff you did hear about, like there there were bloggers all sitting there and waiting for those announcements so that they could write about them immediately following it. So it's like you could literally be at the show or anywhere and never have to go to a panel and still know exactly what's going on at the exact same time because like yeah people are live tweeting it or live posting it at mm-hmm. that moment um in the super chats joshua wright mentions uh there were, here's some love for being so awesome any Thank plans you. for releasing more video game videos on youtube also i can't wait for the hawks and pox on back issues yeah me, me either dude um as far as video game content here on this channel uh, it doesn't do well uh or at least it does initially like if we had like one video game video we could do it but like we did a uh, spider-man mm-hmm. and um it did pretty well for the first couple episodes and then it like yeah the, and the dips the dip was so exponential i was like okay i'm not even gonna bother finishing it i would have had to cut it down i think i think that was that would have been the key to do like old school bonus round which was not like an actual playthrough as much as it was just like i played through a portion and then we cut it right down. but but even uh, then uh, like uh, I've noticed that, like, well, we, we, when we had the uh, the highlights reel of our uh, of your Arkham uh, yeah. stream, that one didn't do as well as it could have, or at least it should have, and uh, and that was just highlights. It was like a fifteen minute long video. Okay, it could also be because that game's a little older. It could be. It could be. <laughs> Thank you, Tim Mickle Days, for your support. We do appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that could be. Uh, as far as video game stuff goes, it, it would have to be like very, I don't know, specific, and it would have to. Be, I think it would have to be like more like a video. Mm. For, it, for it to work unless it's like a newer comic book related video game you know yeah maybe then probably <clears throat> uh luke Varillo says thoughts on jonah hill as penguin or riddler and the other casting rumors for the batman what about rumors of robin popping up in the new saga by reeves uh jonah hill what do you think riddler penguin either i i'd rather have missed the penguin i guess <laughs> Yeah, I don't want him as Riddler. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I think if I had to pick between those two, between the t- between the the you know Jonah Hill and the cast, I would just be like, make him Bullock and move on. Like I wouldn't. Oh, that's good. Right, make everybody a little younger. You know, Bullock maybe mm-hmm. like he's just he's just he, instead of him being grizzled, he's just cynical. I don't know. Um, but I'd keep Jonah Hill away from those characters. I want some. I want some really fun actors to play those characters and not not Jonah <laughs> Hill. Uh, what do you think about Robin? First, first real Robin on screen outside of the Chris O'Donnell garbage. What do you What do you think about that idea of starting I mean, with Robin? I, I do love that idea because starting with Robin there indicates that they would gloss over an origin story and just be like, "And here's Batman." Right. This is Batman. I I, I like the uh, I like the Batman the animated series approach where it's like some episodes you have Robin and other episodes mm-hmm. you don't. The trick is to just yeah. you age him up. You don't make him too too old, but you don't make him too too young. Um. And and just do what they did because it's like then you could still do adventures with with Batman, mm-hmm. with Robin or without Robin. It doesn't make sense that Robin isn't there, but it also makes sense that Robin would show up. Yeah. Um, although honestly, like for me, like my purest Batman has no nobody. Like it's just Batman and Alfred. 
Right. And then maybe Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll take Robin over Batgirl just because I'm like, I I don't like the idea of Batgirl being first because like, she's not, she's not part of the family. She's outside the family. She's also like, I don't, I liked the idea. Like when, when Batgirl first came on the scene, you know, commissioner Gordon's daughter, but she hadn't like, but Batman didn't know who she was or at the very least didn't want to know. And that helped because it allowed for Batman at plausible deniability against like lying to his like partner on the mm-hmm. force. Um, it also allows for like Gordon to not look like a rube. Yeah. So uh, Cam Census says, yay for Tiffany on the show. Can okay, take my coins. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Um, as far as New York comic con goes, um, you know, we don't do a lot of panels. We don't really go to those. I like to just hit the floor and just like, mm-hmm. and just go basically from like one end to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's something specific that I want to do, get or see yeah uh, what about you what's your what's your like strategy for the show you know it's funny the strategy for the show is typically we always hit the main floor first but yeah. inevitably i really like going and starting over in the block for some reason definitely i don't know why yeah it's like it's like new york comic-con light over there it, it is it's like dipping your foot into the pool you kind of get a feel for what's going on um i don't like to to spend too much time typically on the floor initially because it's like i want to get a feel for the con as a whole so like unless there's something that it's like oh my gosh i had this opportunity to get something right now limited edition something like that um i typically don't stop for too long in any one booth when we initially get there because i also want to get down to artist alley to get a feel for that yes artist alley is like <laughs> the the main event so to speak because like i find that uh there's always somebody there that we that we either need or really really want to get a signature from or meet um, as we get further into the industry and further into this this job, um, I've noticed that like we treat it a lot more like a trade show or a lot more like an actual business experience because like mm-hmm. there's always somebody that I want to like see or talk to that's mm-hmm. related to this. You know, yes. it, it, I, I love the floor and I like hitting it, and that's why I like to go on Sunday because it's number one where all the deals are. Number two, it's uh, it, no one who is a professional who would want to do business is either there or if they are there, they're not conducting business anymore. Like, no, it's true. For me, the best times on the floor are Thursday because it is much lighter, especially during work hours. Yeah. Like as we get to people getting off from work in New York, obviously it picks up a little bit. Um, but it's always, it's always a nice time to just get a feel for things you might want to come back to later or to also be like, okay, I saw there's X, Y, Z experience. Like for example, this year, Sony had a presence there, um, with their predator game. If you want to play that Thursday was going to be the best time to go and play that because the lines are at their shortest. Oh yeah. Um, so like in terms of experiences or like getting photos and stuff like that, Thursday is a great time for it in my opinion. Oh, definitely. No, well, that's kind of like, I remember when Thursday, as you mentioned, was like the press day. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice it being that way at all. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've, we've had press passes for a long time. And so we've been able to go on those kinds of days. Mm-hmm. And while I noticed it was lighter and I was like, oh, this is much better. Um, most people professionally took that as an opportunity not to go. Um, yeah. so there were a lot fewer people you like either wanted to get a signature from or wanted to meet up with and, uh, right. and but again, I, if you wanted those experiences, which is often what I was looking for early on, you know what I mean? Like that was a good time to do it. That's true. Um, 
I also or if you want a chance to talk to companies. Right. Well, that's the big thing. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but like we've we've talked to a lot of different companies over the years, and we've definitely tried to work out like brand deals, sponsorships, uh, mm-hmm. you know, collaborations of some kind. And uh, this is irrespective of YouTubers and and other colleagues. It's always had to do with like companies. Um, I've I, every time we've done it, uh, whether and it doesn't matter what day it is—Thursday, Saturday—we. Um, invariably get a rep who's like oh yeah i don't do that but let me get the person who does then the person who does shows up and the person who does is like hey that sounds great let me give you my card oh i'm out of cards you t- i'll take your card and then you yeah. never hear from them again and it's over and i'm like how is it that you do any business like and i've done we, we've done it so many different ways like and i've done it with other more successful colleagues i think benny will be fine with me mentioning his name but like one, like a couple of times benny and i have like gone to like companies that sell collectibles i don't want to get too specific so we'll just say collectibles mm-hmm. and it's like benny will be like i dropped some serious coin on this also i have like 2.7 million subscribers and blah 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 and they react to him the same exact way they did to us where they're like cool that sounds great i'm never gonna call you <laughs> and you're like what are you doing here? Like you have $10,000 worth of merchandise just out in the open that could be sneezed on and bumped into by anyone with wings of which there are hundreds. And, and, and and, like, you're not selling, you're not selling collectibles, you know, like these are here for, you know, for people to purchase or for people to plan on purchasing, they're, they're proof of concept more than they are, like, um, you, you know, I've seen definitely, I, I, with Benny, we've been like, he's like, I want this one. Oh, we don't have that here. That This is just the display model. We don't have that. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what the hell? If you're not working with people and you're not selling these things, then what is this? Just, just, yeah. just letting people know that you exist? Is that worth the, like, I don't yeah, know. No, it is. It's, is, it it's worth two, is it worth $2,000 a table? Yeah, it is. I mean, like when you think about entire trade shows that are dedicated to just one industry, that's very much what this is. You know, like these people are there to market and the best way to market is to get the product in front of your face. Yes. But uh, while there is a heavily trafficked show Mm -hmm. to get people in front of your product, wouldn't it be more? I don't know. Let's say you have like 600 people that walked by your booth and they were like, I want this. Not only did you not sell it to them, but you did remind them it exists. Now they got to go like, I remember this exists. I'll go to my house and then I'll order it online. Like, is that better than just going like, cool, I'm glad I got the attention of. You can order there. In fact, including those larger booths, you can pre-order things and, and get that rolling. So like they're counting on the foot traffic coming through there and finding out a product that they might not normally even know existed. They're not counting on the people who already they have you know what i mean like people who are purchasing from them they're not really counting on you you're already getting their emails you're already like aware of their their business as a whole but like this is their opportunity to get new business right no you're definitely right about that um but i figured like wouldn't it make sense to work with i don't know for lack of a better term and i hate using it but influencers or people who are like hey uh, here's this thing that is awesome. I endorse it and think it's great. There's a link below. You can buy it directly. Like I think that there, uh, you're you have a better potential for sales if you mm. if it's like the barrier to entry isn't. I physically see it in the store. I hope I remember to buy it one day, as opposed to like I'm looking at it on the screen and I'm and I and a a trusted source is saying that this is cool. I can click well, this and I'll own it now. Right now, that said, that you know that 
is also fairly targeted as well. And a lot of times companies have um, multifaceted marketing plans. You know what I mean? They yeah. like, like everyone's always talking about how digital is always like those, like the new frontier and that's where everybody's going to it. And everyone in, um, let's say like educational industry, which I can speak to with some <laughs> knowledge, um, hasn't let go of print, which seems like it would be dead. Print is dead, right? We that's all what say, they say that. but they're wrong. Um, but like, there's always a portion of that budget that goes there. So like, there's like all these different facets of it. It could just be that these larger companies have tried that. And they, they found that the, the return on it wasn't what they were looking for. And so they're sticking with these methods right now. Yeah. The fact is a lot of these products, they're getting free press off of just by someone walking up to the booth, taking a photo of it and putting it on Instagram snapchat twitter you know what i mean like that's true they just, they just got the product out there right there and then they need to pay a dime that's fair well that's true yeah yeah if you if you have like uh like a thousand people walk by your booth every day and mm -hmm. half of them take a photo of it hashtag it or at the very least get it to their, their, their to their followers or so mm -hmm. vice versa uh you're basically just like created an army of influencers who are perpetuating mm -hmm. your, your product exactly but it certainly well that certainly does lend credence or at least i'll shed a light on the factor as to why um people who are looking to work with these companies are given the cold shoulder because it's like i'm not you're, you're not you're so not in our wheelhouse like i'm not thinking about making contacts with anyone who would be interested in these things i have a I, we have a plan and it's in motion and that's the end of it mm-hmm um, but certainly we use the, the show to try those kinds of opportunities. We, we've had some successes and some less than successes with those kinds of experiences. I know that like we, we worked with yeah. a company one time who existed. They, they create, they came out in New York comic con. They're like, here, here we are. We love mm -hmm. what you do. We thought it'd be great if you did this. We did. And then they went out of business and that was the end of it. Um, but it had nothing, no fault to ours. That no, was, are you talking about the, are you talking about boxes? Yes. I'm talking about boxes. They're, they're still there. They just don't, they, 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 they just don't, they're still there. They're still at they the were, show. They were still at the show. I actually purchased stuff from them. No way. Well, I know that they. Um, well, no, because we ran into the our representative last year was on the street with us, and he's like, "Yeah, I got fired. That company yeah, doesn't exist got, anymore." He got fired, but like, I think the company went like just a different direction, and so like now they still do some of their boxes, but like it's less um, like mailing and more like here's the box you can purchase it as a gift. But they also sell everything out of those boxes, and they're making a lot of individual products. Yes. They have a Pusheen license, if that um, gives you any ideas to the booth I'm, I was referring to. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. That was but, definitely them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they also, as I remember, they had some deal with, like, I think it was GameStop or something. This is, mm -hmm. of course, GameStop themselves are, like, close to Chapter 11 themselves. So. Sure. But, again, I think that's an example of an industry that started as, like, oh, hey, I think this is, like, where we're going to be going with this. This is what our marketing plan is going to be. And then over time, they re had to reevaluate that marketing plan and, like, what it was that they were doing as a company. And so they've completely, like, not rebranded, but, like, reorganized themselves in one a different way. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, in addition to that kind of networking, we also, of course, like to work with, like, other peers. I know that, like... I had a list of people who had reached out to me during the week leading up to New York Comic Con who were like, hey, we haven't talked in about a year. We should definitely hook up. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, let's do that. And I think we met with everybody. There um, was only one we didn't, but like that was just poor timing on our part. Was it? I don't remember who it was. <laughs> it was um, it's the person you had on the show on Elseworlds. Oh, no, we, we ran into him. I think we're thinking about, I'm thinking about uh, an art, a writer. Oh, 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 yeah, no, that did not work out. Yeah, That's only like, because they weren't like, available. 
no no, no. And, and like again like we like when we were able to get down to their area it was like clear that it was either lunchtime or whatever you know what i mean like it was just just could not connect. it was just well it was a hectic show and and if you're especially like less less youtubers and more like comic creators if they're busy um you know the, there's the, that's that they're there for this like they're they're yeah. not there to like chat with us they're there to no. like mostly talk to editors i mean like you've heard snyder talk uh at length about his schedule at new york comic-con or cons in general but more specifically new york because that's where a lot of like the same people are well um, particularly the same like big wigs like if if scott has like a pitch he could actually go to new york comic-con and talk to like didio mm -hmm. and like pitch that right there and then um and they do and they have like meetings like that uh, well, a lot of what they do, they don't even need to be in the same room anymore. So this is an opportunity to actually make that connection. That's right. That's right. And uh, well, especially if, like, let's say, like, some of them have, like, kids or something and they don't have time to spend after the after hours. It used to be, you know, you go to, like, a bar or you meet up afterwards or you'd, like, you know, you'd leave a little early and hit up, like, you know, a restaurant. Now it's like, <laughs> I got to go home. My kid's, like, you know, got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah so um but we did yeah we didn't get to hook up with him we could we can mention him he's cool like he's fine yeah oh, he's what, great. I yeah, yeah it was uh josh williamson josh williamson was yeah. like we should hook up and i'm like we we should and every time i went to his booth he was he was he was busy um and when i say busy i mean physically not there um yeah which is again that's on us because yeah, that was on me yeah giving it a shot and then like we would be like all right we're gonna get back down there and you know this year they'd actually put artist alley in um, a larger hall yes. and yet somehow it felt more cramped than ever i don't know how that's possible yeah i, I think I, it might have just been they have more people because like i the, guess because the layout like, wasn't bad no the layout was fine i think what it was was they suffered from that like they're like okay we have more room i know people complain that it was like cramped in the other all like hall that we had it in yes so now we have a larger hall we'll just put more like a higher percentage of people in there and it's like that doesn't actually solve the problem no 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 <laughs> i well the problem the problem with new york comic-con is and always has been the javits center mm, well once i think once they finish their construction everything will be much better i mean i i loved old artist alley i thought it was phenomenal i know it was kind of further off and so sometimes the artists felt like they were away from the con but it was so much easier to actually like you know, have a larger population of artists and, you know, con goers in that area. Yes. And not have it feel like so claustrophobic and allow you to actually find the artists you want to see. Oh, I know. Well, that was, yeah. You, you, are you talking about the wing? Like the entire yeah, other building? The wing. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do something. I preferred, I mean, this is my, pre my favorite uh, artist alley was when it was in the press area, area mm -hmm. upstairs. Um, and there, uh, but it was a combination of factors. Number one, the press area, well, it was carpeted. Um, it was, it had a nice natural light. It felt really like comfortable and pleasant mm -hmm. in there. Um, and moreover, uh, it was like almost 10 years ago. And so like, or more than 10 years ago. And so as such, like there were just fewer people there, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was just, there were just too many people there or yeah. there, there's too many, too many people now Back then, it was like you could literally walk up to anybody and just be like, "Oh, hey, what's going on, man?" Like, yeah. Uh, and but like they were kind of like, "Where is everybody?" So they figured it out. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and, and they figured out they they figured out how to put where to put everybody and how to market it. Um, it's just kind of like it's too bad because I do yeah. miss that. I mean, like that was basically that was basically special edition New York City, which was just mm -hmm. Artist Alley but on a different day. 
Yeah, and that was that was fun. Now there was another part of the entire part of the con we'd even go to because they did have like an anime section of it going on elsewhere. You had to. They always do, yeah. But like not anywhere near the building, so like I just never made it. (laughs) No, I didn't go either, and I never do because like, why would you have two shows at the same time? And the only reason you do that is because you don't want to spend the money to have two shows. Yeah, I mean, it could just be too that they don't want to divide their audience. That like they feel like enough people who enjoy anime also enjoy some facet of comics and like the vendors who go there. And so maybe they found that the vendors didn't want to pay for two different days. And so if they just had it all one kind of time frame, that like, you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, Artist Alley is really fun though. Um, and especially like the bigger the show, I don't know. Like it's, it's funny. New York comic Con, Baltimore um, and special edition were kind of like my favorite, uh, I guess, Emerald City kind of counts with that too. It's just like yeah. when you get this really, really nice cross section of like really cool, like creators and creators you've never heard of who were also kind of amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and getting them all kind of in this one place like that. That's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and and you know spacing, timing, basically every all the factors need to be in place for you to have like access because this year and in previous years. Um, you've seen that a lot of like the higher profile creators are represented by like a, like a management company. Yes. And as such, like they, so all these particular creators are in one like cluster Mm -hmm. and that cluster is typically crammed in the corner. And as such, it is almost like the closer you get to that cluster, the harder it is to get to those creators. And it, it just becomes a mess. And it's like, we didn't like there there was a handful of creators that we would have loved to have talked to or at the very least like caught for a second and like hey do you want to do anything or like hey good to see you again just that it was impossible to do yeah because of the crowd um and it's like that's too bad i feel like you're screwing that up i feel like you're doing something wrong there <laughs> well again that the area that they have you know had they removed a few tables might have helped you yeah. know what i mean or like Maybe because there's literally there's like the artist area in the one hall and the next hall was the Q hall for some of the larger, um, I think, panels, but also um, celebrities. Yep. Could have taken part of that and maybe put um, on that outskirts area some of the larger like represented groups over there. Yes. Because you want to keep them close to Artist Alley so that the um, more independent artists also get like some press. Because as you're walking up and down trying to find the artists that you're looking for, maybe you see something that you didn't know like existed. Yes. Um, so like there's like a double-edged sword there because sometimes those lines also block booths. And so yeah. like then they don't get any play. But if you take all of them out, then sometimes, um, you know, people don't feel like they need to go into that area. Well, and, and we found that like egos are a big deal. And so if you were to like move the like this cluster but not another cluster then the other cluster that wasn't moved to like a special priority area will be like why wasn't i why didn't i warrant being in the in the priority area right and again you don't call it the priority area you just say but that, beca- like, hey, yeah but it becomes the priority it area. becomes the priority area but it's like hey this this you know this company we're putting them over here which leads people into artist alley yeah you know? no i know i hear you or just set up a queue area better in the back. It needs to be both, I think, because like it's just right now it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Verillo uh, says, "What was the most popular cosplay this year in New York? Still Deadpool and Harley? I didn't see too many Deadpools and Harleys. I saw like there was a crowd of Deadpools at one point that was annoying, but like yeah. 
I didn't really notice a big cluster of either Deadpool or Harley Quinn. No, no, no. Um, in terms of like the consistent like, oh, another one. I wasn't really even really observant of that. Usually I am, and this year I just wasn't there like pre- like mentally. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I didn't see too many copies, but um, I also didn't really he- get a chance to really head out to the cosplay area because there's like an unspoken, now more spoken cosplay area. It's like food trucks, outdoor area. That's where all the cosplayers kind of go because you get better shots outside, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, but also the it, press area is now the cosplay area, so you can go upstairs too. Yeah, there is that too. Um, but, you know... That said, you know, if you're playing cosplay bingo, you de- better well know that we definitely saw at least one Lilu Dallas because I definitely did. <laughs> nice. I didn't see her this time, but I uh, saw two. Yeah, like nice. you're always gonna see a Lilu Dallas from Fifth Element, like every time. Yeah. I oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Adam Th- uh, Thenhouse says, uh, "Keep them lights on." Thank you very much. Oh, thank uh, you. Any plans to go to C two E two? No. Um. Not soon. Um, now that Absolute Comics, which is a new podcast that I'm doing with Benny uh, from Comic Storian, uh, is in play, probably. Uh, but it used to be it was just to, so prohibitively expensive to go to Chicago, get a get a hotel, because it's like for me and for Tiffany as well. Uh, when we go, it's like we go to meet with colleagues and have a good time, and it's around the corner from us. It's a it, ideally it's a 45 minute drive. Yeah. Um, Chicago's considerably more it's a plane ride and a hotel room mm-hmm. uh, whereas with new york it's literally just like you got to pay for the bridge and tunnel but like you know with easy pass a little cheaper but in any case you you're going to new york you're coming home that night uh, yeah. you're spending you know realistically about 10 hours in the city um or with travel and everything outside mm-hmm. of that you're kind of like well if i go to if i go to a faraway city it's like i better make it worth my while it ha- it have to earn me something and with shows like Emerald City and C2E2, if we're not, like, invited or if one aspect isn't paid for in some way, lodging mm-hmm. or airfare, then it doesn't pay to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to meet everybody in, like, Seattle, Chicago, Los Angeles, and I want to go to those. It's why it's the only reason I don't go to San Diego. It's just because, like, I would love to go. It's really expensive. It's hard to find a hotel. And uh, I don't make any money going. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, Cansat Production says 2021 Batman and Spider-Man 3. What an amazing year. Yeah, man, I can't wait. It's exciting. Yeah, it's my two favorite superheroes getting movies. Uh, one at the beginning and one possibly at the end. Who knows? Uh, but I'm di- I- I'm I'm hyped. Uh, as if Syed helping us out. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Two mics, one take. Hey, Sal and Tiv, welcome back. When can we expect a review for Joker? Also, congratulations on starting the new podcast with Benny. Take yeah. care and much love. Yeah, um... Well, we were going to do Joker uh, originally, I think, like, the other day, but just we just didn't get a chance to do it. Because we saw it on, like, what, Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, whenever you want to, I'm down. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, then maybe next week or something, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. We, it's always hard for us to time that, because we never, we want it to be on the cutting edge of being like, hey, you guys are still interested in talking about Joker, but we also don't want to ruin it for people who haven't had a chance to see it, since it did come out over Con Weekend, not everybody had the opportunity to go and especially us we didn't go that weekend we went on monday or tuesday so yeah yeah monday um but one of the yeah soon sooner than later if we don't get to it this or next week then we're not going to do it mm-hmm. uh mr smart person says i got a new job here's positivity money thank you very much oh congratulations. congratulations on your job uh mr roboto any good convention eats second uh, you put fans in awe uh 
As far I, as convention eats go, Tiffany found a great spot and in the convention. Um, so tell them about it. It's about Korean. Oh, you know, we have uh, lunch down in the actual Javits Center. In the Javits Center, we found a place that so, was like, actually we don't not bad. Typically, eat in the Javits Center. Typically, we will go outside of the Javits Center and yeah. like just you know use Yelp and just check out what's in the area. Yeah. Um, but one day in particular, um, I think it was it was actually Friday. It was after the the signing. We just ran out of time. Yep. Like we were like we wanted to check out the rest of the floor, so we didn't want to leave the convention center. Went downstairs, and you know they have that big area down there where they do like the burgers and the chicken fingers and like yeah, all the typical convention food. Yeah, there's a couple of other booths back in that area. One is empanadas, which I thought they were kind of pricey. I'm sure they were very good. One is pizza, guys. First of all, let me just say, if you're gonna get pizza, don't get it at the convention center. Just don't. Like literally, if you just take a walk up to the Port Authority, you can get like dollar like slices of pizza. Yeah, you know what blew my mind about that? Really quick, we uh, we went to lunch, um, Benny and I, uh, along with a colleague, during uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. show, and um, we got pizza. It was six dollars a slice. Slice. This is a place that was ten blocks up. Yeah, but that was so sweet. It was also a specialty kind of place. It was just regular pizza. Let's get some street pizza. Trust me. It's, it was it was regular it was regular pizza. But in the convention, it was five dollars a slice. Five dollars a slice, and it was like we I saw people eating it, and like if you had it and you liked it, that all the good on you, man. But it looked like there was no crispness to it at all, which I was like, ah. No. Um, you go to the, all, you go to Two Brothers by Port Authority. It's a buck. They'll take care of you. Um. There's a Greek place. They were out of everything. There's a little Korean rice bowl place. That's the place to go. Yeah, Korean I rice mean, bowls. More expensive, yes. But you get a full, complete meal, and it's ready to go instantaneously because they're constantly making food, and it was really good. Yeah, I actually really thing. liked it. It was good, and it was fast, and that's what yeah. you need. Um, Which was everything I could have asked for. Yeah. We, like, our food, and we're eating it before the rest of the team got back with the other stuff that they went to go grab. Yeah. Uh, as far as food at the show, if you're going to like a major show like this is concerned, my recommendation, uh, and I know Tiffany's going to have one herself, is to eat before the show. Yeah. Um, not like, I wouldn't like go out and have yourself like a huge breakfast. I would like grab a bagel or something beforehand just to give you the energy slash like satiation you need in order to mm-hmm. walk around. Um, but Tiffany likes to pack snacks so that like throughout <laughs> the day... You can like you, if you're like, oh man, I'm feeling kind of low, and I, I don't, and I know to plan to eat n- next. It'll take like an hour. You know, you bring some uh, some Nutrigrain bars with you or something. All right, yeah, no, it's very true. Like literally, like I um on the day before con or like uh, like a couple of days before con, um I hit up a grocery store and I just grab a bunch of snacks and like various things because usually I'm also planning for the crowd that we have, like the group that goes with us, um just to make sure I have something in case they want it. They typically tend to bring their own things, but not all of them do. So like. I just grab little things, not like entire like meal sets necessarily, but like healthy options, things I know will give me that feeling of being full and also give me some good energy because there's nothing worse than feeling bad when you're at a con. So like that's not the time to like try brand new snacks or like get something that you know might make you like feel like upset, like like give you heartburn or anything like that. Right. Just basic stuff. I get little like packs of almonds. We have like kind bars, um, refillable 
like drink containers are like really really important the javits center in particular now has those like just put it up and there's like a stream that will fill the bottle up for you they do have water fountains everywhere um just have something with you so that like you know staying hydrated is so important so you know you have to do that at all times yeah um try to stay away from getting coffee if at all possible at the convention center it will always be more expensive than anywhere else get it on the way have something at home before you you head out anything you can do to like not have to deal with that also the line will be out of control and you've already spent some time there that you could have spent on the floor you know exactly so. uh john holbrook just helping us out very much thank you so much john very kind uh well i am golden my only problem with new york comic-con there's nowhere to sit so there are and there yes i know what you're talking about um so there's always the sci-fi wire lounge which used to have a lot of stuff in it but now literally was just a lounge area had um some tables and chairs and some charging stations so if you could get a spot up there you can uh have a seat there there's also the stairs that lead up to the press lounge i typically just let folks sit on those because they're like two um Escalators. escalators next to them so you're probably okay there also if you go all the way downstairs there is a little room and with like one sign on it that just says quiet room. Yep. And my understanding is I didn't go in it this year, but I've, I've peeked in it before. It's just literally a room for if things are becoming a little overwhelming or it's just too loud. It's just a place to go and just take a minute. Yeah. And, and I think they do have seating in there. Yeah. And this is the second year that I saw that um, they created a little like other lounges downstairs near the like mm-hmm. panel rooms and stuff like that. Last year yeah. was the Cheerio Lounge. This year. It was the Watchman Lounge. It was, it was Watchman, and they also had seating in there, charging stations, that kind of thing. Yes. So um, my advice would be, like, if you're if you're overwhelmed, you know, get out of the main floor, go to yep. the ancillary areas, um, and find an area. Like usually um, below the, you know, between the top and the bottom levels, there's a there's a stairwell, and a lot of people are sitting in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but it's basically the, the the huge stairwell that leads to the main. Um, panel hall is, yeah. is an area where a lot of people sit down uh, but you're yeah. right it's there's no like bench yeah there's no like dedicated seating um but you can find you know little areas here and there and they don't like if you go and sit on the like if you're on the main floor and you go over to where the bathroom escalator exit situation is typically you'll find people just kind of taking a minute and sitting down you don't usually get flack for sitting in that area if you do sit in the aisles of the actual con floor they'll say that it's a fire hazard but over there it seems to be okay so if you see some folk having a seat and you feel like you need to sit down i would head over to those areas it also doesn't hurt to plan out like breaks um Mm -hmm. particularly lunch break you know where you're like i need to go and once you have like a plan in place and you can go there sit down and take it easy for a good hour and then return to the show there's nothing you're gonna miss outside of like panels right right and that's another area too like if you know that like a i want to plan to have a break here and you, there's a panel you have you're interested in go to that yeah that's another great thing probably going to get a seat there um if you get there early enough yeah, so you, you could actually just go to a panel that you if you like look at the program you're like that's a panel no one's going to go to go to that panel have a seat yeah <laughs> go through your stuff you know yeah, um, take a minute exactly fill the area mr Roboto mm-hmm. says sal you plan you plan the trip we comic poppers will help that's one thing I, I refuse to do. I just, I'm like, I, no. I use money that we make from the channel, you know, to finance those yeah. kinds of things, but I'm not going to like kickstart it or ask you guys. No, to no. And it's very kind of you guys to think it about, is. but like, that's our responsibility to, right. to get 
themselves out, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and and also like make them pay. Like no, like you guys don't pay for it. Like make Marvel, DC, Valiant, whoever, like pay for us to go out. Like they got sure. the they they have a they have budgets and finances and they spend it on ludicrous things. So like let them pay for us to come out and talk about their shit. If right, if right. they're gonna, if they're not gonna, then I'll pay for it if I think it's worthy. But otherwise, forget that. No, you don't pay for it. <laughs> you, you don't need to shoulder the burden that a company no. should pay for it. Um, but yeah, so like as far as like post mortem when it comes to this con, um, any takeaways? Any big like you know like oh that was a like we did this this and this. I know that like we like I like I was saying before we um you know we we ran into a lot of colleagues like. Uh, mm -hmm. I bumped into Thorgy in two non-consecutive occasions. Yes. Um, by the way, hopefully Thorgy's feeling well. Apparently he had surgery the other day. Um, oh my gosh. And I hope he's, I hope post -con? he's doing Post-con? Well. Yeah, post-con. Wow. He, I mean, he, like, that makes more sense. It was good planning on his I part. I know. He tweeted about it, which is why I feel comfortable say, saying something. Okay. About it. it wasn't like person. It wasn't like he's like, oh, right, right. surgery. Like, no, like he mentioned it in the thing. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. And he looked <laughs> quite well, so I don't know. But I'm glad he's, um, I I'm hope he's doing well. Um, but he also mentioned like, you know, but, but we, because we bumped into him, we're like, Hey man, you got to come on the show. He's like, I had a great time. I would love to come out, do this, that, and the other thing. So like Thorgy will hopefully invariably come down to the studio and we'll shoot more, uh, with him. Uh, yeah. we also got a chance to bump into toy galaxy, Dan Larson. Yes. Uh, that was a really fun treat because I, we've never met in person. He lives yeah. way up North and, uh, but he does like to hit up the shows and I, he, he's one of those people who like, we hadn't spoken directly probably since we did the elseworlds exchange episode he was mm -hmm. on uh and uh but we we had like back and forth on on twitter and mm -hmm. uh uh he dm'd me the other day like before the show and he's like i'm gonna be there on saturday we should hook up and i was like wow like that was cool so i was like yeah man let's do it and uh and sure enough like uh he reached out to me on saturday i reached out to him on saturday i'm like hey man i'm here I'm good. Like I had a good window of time where I was like, Hey, I'm not doing anything right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is where I am. And he's like, well, I'm near there. So I'll meet up with you. And, uh, and he met up with me. And in fact, I clandestinely set up two meetups at the same time because another, yeah. another artist that friend of ours also wanted to hook up. Uh, yes. And he was like, where are you right now? And I'm like, I'm here. And I was talking to Dan and I'm like, I'm here too. So like, uh, Rory came, met up with us first. I talked mm -hmm. with him for a little while and as he were winding down, then Dan came by. And so it was very Three's Company. I was like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 What do I do? <laughs> um, and that was great. Uh, Dan's really tall. I did and, not expect uh, that at all. And let's be honest, your team was very professional. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you guys really put you really put our best foot forward with that. <laughs> um, Dan is tall. He wore like a big, long black coat. He looked like he looked like a like a I don't know. He looked like a cool character from something with a fun yeah. toy galaxy pin, but he no, came up no. and he was like, you're tall. And I'm like, you're tall, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. And we ended up talking for like a half hour, just about the process about the, yeah, about which is funny. Cause he rolled up. He, Dan was lovely. Said hello to each of us who, who was there. It was uh, Ben, myself and Danielle. And then you guys started talking and Ben had this moment where he was like, should we go? Should we leave? Can we leave? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like if we leave, then it's going to make it seem like Dan he should wrap up. Yeah. He should wrap up, but he shouldn't. But like, if we hang out there, then maybe he'll feel the pressure there. So we're like having this like crisis behind like all this conversation going on. And then, like, I was like, okay, all right, let's just sneak away. Except Sal had his bag on the floor, so we, like, snuck that up behind Sal's leg while he was chatting. Yep. 
And so I was like, all right, we'll leave. So we left and I was like, oh, you know what we'll do? We'll go behind the booth, behind Dan, and we'll tell Sal, you know, via like pantomime that we're going to go and walk and, and, and check out the show. And it'll be perfect. It's going to be perfect. So we got behind Dan and um, I started pantomiming to Sal and Sal's immediate reaction was to look at us and then wave, which made Dan turn around. And then we just ran away as fast as we could. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. I want to apologize to Dan if somehow he's watching <laughs> for our extreme bizarreness. No, I was just like, all right, well, I was like, well, they left. Yep. I'm like, well, yep. they're going to go. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, we had, but like, but great conversation. Uh, we also yeah. were like, we need to do something. And then we ended the show. He's like, well, I got to go. I'm like, yeah, man, because he had business contacts to talk to. And, um, and I was like, yeah, sounds great. I'll talk to you later. And we, we left that and then he messaged me again he's like we should have done that selfie thing that everyone does you know that, that the kids do and i was like you know i always feel bad about doing that like whenever we bump into to a colleague um i've seen it happen not i've never seen the the bad part like when we went to dc it was just for influencers so like it, influencers and it was just people but it was people who professionally are influencers in la and when we, when we met with people you know like I saw them all interacting where they're like, oh, good, you're here. Let's do a selfie. And right. I, I feel so stupid doing that. I, I just feel like such a jackass asking for that. Um, and so, and Dan and I, like, are, are pretty much, like, around, like, in, in the same demographic. And so neither of us asked for that. And then he's like. Oh, demographic? Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> I guess we should have probably done a selfie. I think our followers would have really dug it. And I was like, yeah, man, I guess that's true. And then. Literally, we bumped into him the next day, and I was like, yeah. "Hey, let's get a selfie." He walked by us in Artist Alley, and this time we just sent Sal over. I was like, "Oh man, it's it's Dan from Toy Galaxy," and I was like, "I don't know why I called him that. I, I feel like I know his name." <laughs> I know, I know. And all you guys went. Yeah, um, but we did that, and uh, so we have yeah. a picture of that, and that was fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So Thorgy and Dan and uh, and a chance um, to chat with creators, which was nice. Yes, um, yes, in a big bad way. That was great. Um, Jim Zub for a little bit, which was a delight as always. That guy is literally living his dream right now. I mean, he loves D and D, and he's getting to write the Rick and Morty D and D book, as well as these D and D books that they're doing um, with Wizards of the Coast that are like introductions for like middle grade readers and and above, just like these little like you know foray into D and D for like younger folk to understand it. And I was like, that's incredible. Like he's combined his love of writing with D and D like, yeah. and he's making money. Off of it. Right. Well, and he's a talented writer. So it's not like, yeah. it's just kind of weird. It, like he, no. he's doing a great job. Um, Jim also mentioned that he might come on the show. So, you know, which is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would love that. I, I would love to play with, uh, with, with Jim on the ice worlds exchange. Um, I also found out that he is a tremendous, tremendous Conan fan. Yes. Yeah. In a big way. Like old school has read the books, has read the source material, just really passionate about Conan. So like, I was like, wow, that's incredible. So yeah. he helped keep the torch lit for Conan over at Marvel. It's, it's true. Uh, he, he, that was a fun experience. We talked about no surrender a little bit. Avengers, no surrender. Um, and uh, so I brought over my hardcover. And uh, I was like, hey, man, would you mind? Uh, and he's like, of course not. And then he turned over to Al Ewing and he was like, Al, you got to sign this. And Al Ewing, I don't know if you've ever met Al Ewing or seen Al Ewing, but he's like he's like Alan Moore Begins 
He's got a big beard. He's English. He has a really deep voice, and he doesn't want to bo- He doesn't want to bother. He's just such a sweet little like. He's just a sweet Englishman who's just like no. Like, <laughs> uh, I saw him when we were doing our signing. He walked by the booth, and I'm like, Al, you're great. And he's like, thanks. And then he ran away because he's like, I don't want to be recognized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, but Al got to sign the the thing too. He'll never come on the show. There's no way Al Ewing's gonna do that. <laughs> No. Based on his personality, he's such a sweet dude, oh, but he's like, do an I don't and you've heard you just did. Yeah, plus <laughs> now he's like, oh, you just did your Alan Moore impression. But uh, sweet guy. But that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, we also um, through our contacts over at uh, at, at Valiant, um, we were able to do some stuff for Absolute Comics, which is a mm-hmm. podcast I do with Benny. Um, in which uh, Valiant was like, hey, listen, like we got this Bloodshot movie coming out. We got this action figure that we had commissioned, uh, well, made. It's not like it's only one figure. They're producing this figure from McFarlane Toys. So like we got Todd McFarlane coming over to Booth, and he's going to talk about Bloodshot. Do you want to do an interview with him? And so uh, Benny and I chatted with Todd McFarlane, which was like a really rare pleasure as well. I've never met yeah. Todd McFarlane. I never will again. And we had a really, really fun conversation um he clearly didn't see the spawnomenon episode uh thank god if he did i think he would have been a little less receptive but he was still like i think i i think i was very complimentary i called him the modern day stan lee i think that's pretty nice but uh wow but we had a good we had a good conversation and we had a, we had a great interview and you'll see that on hopefully the next episode of absolute comics right um, i'm excited yeah but i got to shake his hand he was very like very strong grip very cold hands uh it was fun. It was cool. I got to be like, "Hey, congratulations on the Guinness Book of World Records!" Like, way to go, man. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." They uh, they'll put they'll put like the guy who ate the biggest sandwich in the world, but it takes this to get comics in there. What the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> I hear what you're saying. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, jumping into the super chats really quick. Uh, Can oh. Sav Productions says, "Did you read this week's Amazing Spider-Man? I think who Kindred is is so obvious that it might turn out to be a lame surprise twist." It was pretty cool nonetheless. I have not read it yet. I look forward to checking it out. Um, my theory was it was Harry Osborn's soul. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure the next episode, like issue, I'm sure the issue will throw it away. I feel like if too many people guess it, they change it like they change it. So you never know. Oh. Um, Wookie Drew says, thanks to all for all that you do. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen at a con? What's the most expensive, expensive thing at a con you had to have and took home? Um, great question. Thank you very much, Wookie Drew. Yeah. Craziest thing we ever saw at a con. Uh, first year, Frank Miller was doing a signing. Uh, the company that was doing the signing uh, wanted to give out wristbands because they needed to give out wristbands to limit the amount of people who got the signing. Um, they decided the best way to disperse the wristbands was to stand in the middle of a crowd of probably a thousand people and just lift them in the air. Yep. Uh, I remember that. It was like the it was the closest thing to the zombie apocalypse I've ever been near. I was yes. actually more afraid for you because, like, you were a frail young lady who was in the middle of like, uh, uh, not a, like now a couple, well, but a couple hundred people all wanted Frank back back then. That was your first con ever, mine too. But like your first New York Comic Con nowadays, you've been like you would el- you would have gotten a wristband, you would have elbowed somebody. <laughs> you were right next to this guy and he completely it was just it was scary yeah. and it was overwhelming and it was too it was too much yeah um, so that was the mistakes were made that was the same year though that the fire marshal came so yes yeah and kicked um, everybody out which was i've never seen that before i've never seen a fire marshal 
like, I mean, I've seen fire marshals show up to certain things, but like not to a professional con like convention that's supposed to have everything like under wraps and have gone through all the correct channels um, show up and say like, you can't let these people in. Yeah. And then like almost get separated from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as expensive things go um, that I had to have, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we've ever really, really, that we bought that like, that we had to have that was from the show. Ooh very frugal individuals let's be honest i i appreciate all of the incredibly like expensive items out there and there have been times where i'm like maybe we should just get that maybe we should just get that but typically i haven't gone for it we almost this year pre-ordered a um teenage Mutant ninja turtles arcade cabinet yes like, they like um level up i think they are or one up or something like that um games they make these like little like arcade machines that can sit on your table yep or like on a counter or something and they you can buy them at like walmart or whatever they made cabinets that were in between those small tabletop ones and a full-size one yeah you get a little riser for it and it's got the four you know um controller set up so like it's almost like playing at a real arcade cabinet size but like you could actually fit in your home right that wasn't bad <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool that we almost bought almost but again no i don't think so to be fair like i really really would if we had the room for it i would have loved to have picked up that alien warrior um statue from sideshow yeah this year i've never bought a sideshow statue before um that was from the show that i've always <laughs> wanted to but like you know it'd be cool mm -hmm. um thank you for the question i think that yeah. The biggest things we purchased from a con that was like on the more costly side, but we did get a discount on it, um, was that Iron Man helmet that was on the set for a while. If it's oh, yeah. not now, no, it's not. Uh, it should go back though. It's, it's over here. Yeah, it's a big old gold uh, helmet. We got that like right before where we got the studio. So, and that was cool. We got that from ToyCon. Yeah, that was. We had to have that. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, Tiff, what do you think of Scar Legacy of the Hulk? just in general like the idea of, of of hulk having this like sun floating around out there doing hulk things i guess or like specifically <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's it. it um i mean conceptually speaking the idea of the hulk having a a son with like a, a crazy warrior woman is like kind of cool yeah um but like in terms of like what the Hulk is and like what the Hulk was originally created for, it, it's kind of bizarre because like the Hulk is meant to be like this like Jekyll and Hyde, you know, allegory, you right. know, like the, like the, you know, like who is the true monster and like what have you like that kind of like play that you can do with it. And then you introduce a kid who doesn't really have that problem, I guess. And it's like, OK, right. I don't know. Uh, Silver Cricket says, any thoughts on contagion while I have two dollars? Um, if you're talking about uh, like Batman contagion. I haven't read it in a really long time, but I've liked the idea of like an outbreak in Gotham. That was a cool idea. And the, okay. and the, uh, and not like con crud. Yeah. And not like just being sick from going to the con. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's cool. Uh, it's short. It's fun. The uh, antidote situation was like, meh, but otherwise I dug it. Uh, yeah. So as far as like the con goes, uh, New York Comic Con gets bigger and more complicated every year. There's always like something like they're doing that like you know makes it so it's not ideal. You know, like they're doing construction or like the ticket system is a nightmare or like you know whatever. Um, but I love that show. I love going. Um, it's also great because like because we're so close to it, we can never miss it. And 
most people we'd like to work with who might not also be local can't miss it. So it allows right. like, them to come to us in a, yeah, in, nice. you know, in a, in a, in a cost effective way. So it's like, not just like they have to come to New Jersey and come to our studio and go like, what is this? As opposed mm-hmm. now it's like, no, we're all here. You should come to the studio. And they're like, yeah. okay, I'm having fun. So that they'll still go, what is this? But at least they had a good time at the show. Right, right, right. No, it's true. <laughs> real quick, I, I grabbed, because you know, what's funny is that at New York Comic Con, as much as people will say it's not about comics anymore, and, and so I, I totally get that to some degree, because it's just like, there's the most random booths there. Yeah, yeah. There's a Hallmark booth. Now, the Hallmark booth is there because it's part of the pop culture of it all, but I did grab your Iron Spider that you picked up. Yes, you did. Um, so this <laughs> is like a Hallmark ornament that they, they had there. They were doing like con exclusives. Um but um, I'm sure it'll be at other places. It's all metal. It's an all metal iron spider. Which yeah. I was like, that's cool. It is very cool. I um, really liked it. I, I was, yeah, we had to get that. Yeah, I also have to give a shout out because like guys, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more. Remember the Inside Edition book that Sal had that was he was sent? Yeah, the Spider-Man book. Spider-Man book, which is beautiful. If you're looking for gifts or something for yourself this year, Inside Edition is a great place to go. I picked up the Overwatch cookbook, which just came out. <laughs> <laughs> which i am in love with it's so amazing so like that wasn't for anybody except for me right Um, i just i just love this like so much this type of book amazing so that's cool and uh they've got all kinds of things they're coming out with a a star trek how to like fight like kirk book which i was like that's great do we meet Adam Savage? No, but he was literally on a stage nearby. And actually, who knows if we did, because he usually does a big cosplay, which I don't know if he did or did not. I, I doubt That's, it. I hit the toe. Maybe yeah. it was that carnage that we saw. Right? Maybe. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Okay, just real quick. I also wanted to just, I picked this up from the Udon booth. Nice. Little Misato pin. Because who? Because whoever gets a Misato pin besides you? Because this is the best, and I love her. Right. Anyway, the super uh, chat. Uh, Silver Cricket has another Hulk question. He says, "Do you think Amadeus Cho will return to being a Hulk in Immortal Hulk, since he's the only one that's ever been on the level as Banner?" Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be an Immortal Hulk. But I, I mean, I think he might appear in the book, but I don't think he's ever going to be a Hulk again in that mm-hmm. series. Uh, he'll be a Hulk again because ev- everything's cyclical in comics, and he'll be back. There's a huge sure. Amadeus Cho Hulk fan base. Um, but I don't think that Ewing wants to talk about that. Okay. Uh, Gar says six, Superman 16, woof. I didn't read it. I don't read Superman anymore. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I saw the tr- the plug. I think it's that Super Sons Returns. It's John as a teenager and Damien is a little boy. So I've ruined mm-hmm. Super Sons. But just in case you were wondering if it's ruined, here it is. So yeah, yeah I can imagine it was probably wrecked. Uh, Grievous says, I escaped the con plague. Also just saw Joker. Glad to see you guys are recovering from the con pretty well. Thank you very much, man. Great meeting you, you at the show. Yeah, it was. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, that's the other thing nobody talks about is like getting sick from the con. You're surrounded by thousands of people. It's You're touching probably going to happen. Yeah, everyone's touching everything. Everyone's breathing on everything. Like it, it's just accidental. I can't say like how important it is to have hand sanitizer with you. I'm not saying that like it's because everyone around you is gross or whatever. Literally, it's just there's just too many people. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, it's, germs are going to spread. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, and uh, and Adam Grove says, "What do y'all? What do I have to do to get y'all to go to Nashville Comic Con?" Now, if you're talking about the like Wizard World Nashville show, which I think might be it, because Wizard World buys up all the local shows, 
Um, it would have to be like that they brought us out and like for that kind of show, they'd have to like fly us out and put us up. Um, yeah. Otherwise that's kind of it. Cause the guest that's list for it. those shows. Amazing, and I'd love to go there. Yeah. Nashville's cool. Well, I've never been. So. Hot chicken, right? Is that, is that what it is? I is think that there's correct? A, I think there's something. I think there's a barbecue sauce that's Nashville themed. I really thought it was hot chicken, but now maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Well, Adam will let you know. But uh, <laughs> correct me. Yeah, right. Um, as far as like, yeah, the the show was a good. Was it was a was a huge success. We had a great time. More important, uh, we got some of our like stuff that has just been sitting in the office that's like waiting for you to be sold into your hands. A lot of you got to buy it. A lot of got you guys got to meet us and hang out with us and. That was super important uh, to us. That's one of my favorite things about the show is 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 meeting you and, and doing that. No, um, it's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. Like we also got our own like some stuff signed because like at the end of the day we're also comic book fans, Yo, so like we time. got to, to chat and like meet a bunch of creators. Um, I met the entire Isola team. They were so lovely and just so like excited for people to uh, come to their booth. It was so nice. Yep, yeah. <laughs> you got uh, you you got to meet, interview, and get something signed from Colin Bunn. Yes, yes, and uh, James Tynan. Tynan the fourth. Tynan the fourth. That's it. That's how you say it. Officially, you you heard it here first. Probably, it's James Tynan. Tynan. So you don't it's, hear any wa. It's Tynan. Tynan. Yeah, out of his mouth into my ears. <laughs> yes. James Tynan the fourth. I uh, got to sign something. Killing the children. Um, there's your there's your sweet New York Comic Con exclusive. Something's Killing the Children bandana from Boom Studios. Yes. Uh, we also want to thank Boom for giving us the opportunity of meeting with, uh, meeting with some incredible creators like Kieran Gillen, like uh, uh, James Tynan IV to do those interviews. Um, and especially uh, thank you to Valiant for helping us out and hooking us up and making us like uh, helping us get where we needed to be to, yeah. to meet all of you and, and, and to make that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, before we go, uh, there are more Super Chats. I will jump into them. Uh, no, that's it. That's all of them. Listen, you like video games? Watch Tiffany play video games on twitch.tv slash TV next. So if you, if you want to do that. I mean, if you like video games, you like Tiffany, you should you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, you don't have to pay anything to follow the channel, by the way. But no pressure. For, there's a link. I'm going to delete it later, but it's a, there's a link right now in the description. I know YouTube doesn't yeah. like that. That's 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 like contraband, man. You can't I do know, that. So go click it. You can't um, do that. But you know, one of the big things that came out of the show uh, was you produced some stickers for us that yeah. I'm really really happy about, mm -hmm. and we're going to sell them to you uh, via Patreon. Um, if you're not familiar with our Patreon, we have patreoncom slash uh, There's rewards and stuff like that, but I don't want to make this into a commercial for Patreon. It's more that we're going to create a tier because. I don't have the finances to create an online store for you. You were trying to figure, like, I, I don't know how this, this is going to work. This is, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm so, trying to figure out the logistics of this. Well, I think the plan is we're just going to create a tier that is the cost of the sticker. You sign up for that specific tier. Then you, the, it'll have your address. I'll mail you the sticker and that'll be the end of it. But what about people who are already part of it? Do you no, see, I'll okay. create a special tier that's just for that. Okay. And then I'll just keep track of who's joined. Okay. Like, you know. Well, well, yeah, I think. Maybe what I'll do is I'll create the tier. I'll wait a month. And at the end of the month, I'll just send a ticker, sticker to everybody who's in that tier. 
I don't okay. Know. We'll see. We'll, I'll figure we'll it out. So if we're going to figure this out and it's going to be great. Yeah. You mean, no, there'll be an official announcement. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to play? Uh, I'm going to be playing Code Vein while I finish off drinking my Code Vein. It was actually really good. Oh, <laughs> Code Vein <laughs> is a drink. Yeah. Remember we got that Game Fuel Code Vein? Yes. Yeah. That's what this was. Nice. I was like, I'll give that a shot. It's actually my favorite so far. Nice. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, if you're already a Patreon patron, we should create a situation where you get stickers anyway, especially if you're paying the reward. I'm saying, I mean, I guess it's literally, it's like, it'd be a tier and then anyone above a a certain tier, but we only have so many stickers. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll work that out. We're going to figure this out and it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe what I'll do is I know I'll put a post right now. I'll put a post on Patreon and it says, Mm -hmm. Hey, who wants a sticker? Who wants a sticker? I want to see who, you know, who who says yeah. yes, and then I'll mail it to you based on your 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 patronage. Mm, okay. I like I like this. I like I like making the sausage right here on stream. Yeah. Anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, you guys are yeah. This yeah. Is, this is such a good idea. Right. So we're gonna work out uh, another uh, next week. Hopefully, another fun episode. We're gonna try and get more guests on the show and yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. I actually, like, kind of like dug this version of it. I yeah. don't want to be in the studio with you, but I don't know. There was something about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's way better being five minutes away from me than being here. No. Oh, I like being next to you. That's very just, nice. Like, there's just, for me, like the streaming on Wednesdays as well. Yeah. Oh, no. This, it makes more sense. May this is very, like, this is good. This is working for me. Exactly. Can I also ask? Um, I shot a whole bunch of random nobody wants to look at it footage at the con. If we put together a like vlog kind of thing about the con and we put it that someplace that wasn't the YouTube channel, would you care? Right? No. I'm not gonna be insulted if you say no. I yeah. really I just wanted to do things because I had the camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and finally, uh, we launched a new show. It's on Instagram slash Facebook. It's called On the Cheap. We recommend cheap books you can find at cons or comic mm-hmm. book stores. I would recommend you check out Instagram.com slash comic pop official so you can see the show yeah. for yourself and decide if you want to watch more stuff. More stuff. Oh, like the whole the con like for buying books is great. Do a lap first because literally we checked out a whole bunch of books while I was wandering around at one point with Danielle. I realized that we hit a, a booth that was like all trades. They had a Sunday special. It was six trades for $25. Right. Six trades, for 25 bucks. That's not bad. $5 a piece or six for 25, whatever you wanted to do. Any trade they had hardcover, soft cover, didn't matter how big it was, how small it was $5. Yeah. So like, and it wasn't just like, you know, useless, like books that like either everybody has or they don't want. It was a whole variety of stuff. Yeah. So it was a really great find. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I toyed with the idea of grabbing all the books and bring, showing them on the stream, but I just didn't. That's okay. I picked up Savage Dragon Volume 1, which uh, it. it's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I, it's supposed to be the first like six or seven issues of the book, and it it's like it's missing issues. That's how like inconsistent it is. That's it's, bizarre. What a mis- what a what a disaster. That is bizarre. I picked up a four pack of floppies. That was the was it Gordon of Gotham? Yeah, Gordon of Gotham. Yeah, I was like, I'm. I have to check this out. I have right? to know. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. If there's enough outcry, we'll definitely put it on the channel. But uh, we'll see. 
Oh, okay. and uh, Gravishish says, uh, now that I've crossed the Rubicon of meeting you folks in person, it feels weird watching behind the screen. Lol. <laughs> I know, I know, right? They actually have three dimensions to us. Yeah, yeah, you know what the height differential is. It's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess that's that. In the meantime, we're going to have uh, Tiffany stream, and then after that, we're going to release back issues. So stay tuned Woo! for that. Twitch.tv slash TV to watch Tiffany. Uh, stay here. Uh, probably in about like what? How I don't know how long you stream for now, but watch her and she'll she'll segue you into back issues. So you can spend an entire evening of comic pop. That's uh, right. But I'll give I'll let you know what the book is. Uh, the book is uh, Guy Gardner Reborn. I wasn't oh, kidding no. in episode three hundred. Oh no. Oh yes. So if <laughs> I you found three oh. copies of that at that booth. <sighs> <laughs> if you want to see more Green Lantern or Guy Gardner on this channel, you got to watch that episode. Um, it's a good one. It, it has it's it's Ethan is involved, and you just wait until you see how much he enjoys this book. Ooh, forgot to mention. Uh, did you miss us? Did you not get to go to New York Comic Con? Are you in New Jersey or near New Jersey? If you want to meet us and see us again, October twenty sixth, you will see us at Zap Comics in Wayne, New Jersey. Right. We're gonna be doing an event. I don't know what it is. We're shooting. We're meeting you. Who knows? But like, go to Zap Comics in Wayne, New Jersey on. October 26th mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do a big thing. I'm going to make more announcements about it soon, but like I wanted to mention like after the show, October 26th, it's Saturday from four, I think to six or four to eight. I don't remember how long it is, but it starts at four. Um, Zap comics in Wayne, New Jersey. The whole team's going to be there. We hope to see you there. We're very, we're very excited. We don't even know what we're going to be doing, but we're very excited. Yeah. We have no idea. Also, we're going to Baltimore. So yeah, we're not sure which days we're not. Don't go Friday. I wouldn't <laughs> like, I don't know if we won't be there Friday. I'm sure. We probably, be, we'll probably, be, we'll definitely be there Saturday. Yeah. Is my so, understanding. We'll see you. We'll see you in Baltimore. And if not October 26th, Saturday, we will see you. Zap yes. Comics. Uh, stay tuned for Tiffany over on Twitch and we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long everybody. <laughs>